This is a GRDC podcast. When used strategically, soil amelioration can help grain growers overcome a suite of soil and agronomic constraints, including acidity, water repellents, and high weed populations. I'm Hilary Sims, and in today's podcast, we're focusing on crop establishment after soil amelioration. Our guest and expert is Tom Edwards, a research officer from Western Australia's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development, who advises growers on soil amelioration strategies in the Esperance area. Speaking with Tony Crowley, Tom begins by addressing how deep tillage brings benefits to weed control and water repellents issues, but poses challenges for crop establishment. By disrupting the soil in such a dramatic way, that does create some management uh, issues that, that just need to be considered and and, um, and and planned for. So you bury all of the standing stubble, so you'll have a, an acute uh, erosion risk. So until you're able to establish a new crop, uh, there's nothing to stop the wind really moving that soil around and and uh, changing the state of the, of the seed bed. Another problem that we found, and, and it was growers that brought this to our, our attention, was that herbicides can have an undesired effect of killing more of the crop because they're probably a little bit more toxic as they're not being bound by the stubble and organic matter on the, in the topsoil and they're just a little bit more mobile. Um, and additionally, the, uh, the crop that you're sowing, you might not have the same depth of control and you can find that the herbicide will uh, be not as well separated from the crop. So what are you looking at to try and uh, meet those challenges in terms of the seedbed preparation? So we're looking at uh, the, the timing of the tillage. So if we can try and push that into later in the season where there's more reliably a wet profile, uh, we know that the herbicides are less likely to move. We also know that the it, it can be faster for you to establish some crop cover using the moisture that's there so that uh, there's less chance of furrow infill and and uh, erosion issues. We're also just trying to look at a, a whole range of herbicide strategies to see what's going to be best suited to this new soil environment that you've created. Does it also uh, determine how you approach seeding? It definitely should. You should, particularly in the first year, think about trying to slightly recompact and reintroduce some soil strength into the top layer as it's quite fluffed up and um, and and prone to movement. So if you can look at using coil packers or tie-out rollers to just reconsolidate it a little bit, create a nicer seed bed, certainly in the first year you should try and get a crop up as quickly as possible. And then from the second and third years we don't find the same wind erosion issues but we can still find some of the herbicide issues persisting. And getting consistent uh, seed depth, is that problematic? And does that affect what type of seed are you using? It definitely does. I think uh, it, it, it can be a big problem and you don't have the same level of control on, an, on a recently tilled soil. So uh, we are looking at some novel ways of introducing seed by either broadcasting it behind a roller or, or using uh, different seeding points. Um, and, and, and there's still research to, to look at more of these ideas and things. In terms of most uh, growers, though, with their existing seeding equipment, um, they shouldn't have any hesitation to go ahead and seed in what has been their traditional way. Uh, I, the, only, the main consideration I would say is just 
make sure the soil is nice and wet before you invert and then try and get a crop on it as quickly as possible. In the first year, if you are worried that you're not going to get the amount of plant numbers up, a simple management strategy can be to sow a cereal at a higher rate. Now, you also mentioned one of the uh, tactics or strategies was um, uh, addressing the herbicides being used. So tell us a little bit more about what you're doing there. So by inverting the soil, you, you do obviously completely change the topsoil um, structure and also composition of organic matter. So it can go, it can be as low as, um, as, as it really ever encountered. Um, because pre-emergent herbicides are, are very commonly um, bound in our soils by the organic matter by reducing that buffer that makes them more mobile. So we're looking at uh, what herbicides are going to be most effective in this new kind of environment we've created. And that's going to come down to either using herbicides that the crops are very tolerant of or using herbicides that aren't very mobile under these low organic matter conditions. And can this be impacted at all by um, rain or lack of rain? Yes, definitely. So um, herbicides will move more readily uh, if, there's, if they're applied under dry conditions and then there's a following a very big front. So where you have high rainfall intensity onto dry soil, you're much more likely to see uh, the, the herbicides leach into, into contact with the seed just because they haven't had a chance to bind to the soil before being essentially flushed through. And are these newly inverted soils uh, any more challenging in terms of um, chemical residue? That is a question that, that we're looking at. Uh, the, the short answer is possibly yes, because we've reduced the, uh, the microbial population in the topsoil where they are, so potentially the ability for those um, herbicides to be broken down by microbial degradation is, is reduced but we don't have uh, we only have glass house data on that at this stage. Are there any other aspects to uh, your work that are worth passing on to growers either as kind of observations or even recommendations? I think uh, one thing to consider is that there is still a lot of benefits to strategically tilling these soils through inversion ploughing. So even though there are some additional management considerations, uh, the, the productivity benefits are still really there. And when we talk about weed control on these soils, they're traditionally really dif difficult because of the water repellents leading to staggered germination. By burying the seeds, you get a really good control of the weeds. If we can then match it with good herbicide strategies, we've got a really good integrated weed management solution there. Um, so with a little bit further work, I think this can be a really beneficial use of herbicides and, and soil um, tillage. Do you expect the post-tillage issues of erosion and problematic herbage residues won't necessarily be ongoing? I think that's, that is broadly true. I think that uh, we do see that the herbicides can be more toxic for several years, but certainly the wind erosion is, is really acute to that first year. And if you can uh, manage it in the first year, you're, you're really the, the, you're, the worst of it is behind you and you're still going to get the production benefits for a number of years. Um, we, we are actually looking at ways of how can we uh, improve the longevity of these strategic operations so that they don't have to be as often and also um, really try and stabilise these soils faster so that in your second and third year that there isn't these 
additional management concerns. Should the addition of lime be factored into these strategic tillage operations? Generally in nature a lot of these soils are acid and what we've seen with uh, the use of lime in WA is that we do find that it's very hard to get it deeper into the profile. Strategic tillage interventions give us a really good opportunity to get lime deeper into the profile which is uh, of extreme benefit for, for long-term sustainability of these soils. Some additional things around the use of herbicide is that is one of the ways we're really changing the structure and characteristics of this soil and you can also change the sort of weeds you're then going to grow on these soils. So what you might find is that some of the herbicide strategies and, and approaches that we currently have are suited to weeds of that are not necessarily the predominant weeds anymore. So we might actually change our weed populations by through this tillage as well and therefore change the herbicides that we want to employ. That was Deep Herd Research Officer Tom Edwards speaking with Tony Crowley. This research forms part of the Soil Constraints West project and more information can be found on the Deep Herd website by searching Soil Inversion. I'm Hilary Sims and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast. podcast.